Lerato Modise, also known as Miss Robot, you are the founder of Roboticals and you do so much work in the child advocacy space. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Welcome to Five Drive. Welcome, welcome. I'm welcoming myself. Thank you, Phoebe. <laughs> my name's Miss Robot. The kids call me Miss Robot. I do it for the kids because the kids do it for me. Oh! Miss Robot, I love that. I want to chat more about Miss Robot and Roboticals because, girl, the plan was always to work with kids. But along the path in finding your way through working with kids and giving them access to opportunities, you did the corporate thing. You were a nine to fiver. And just two weeks Ooh, ago, man, you were like, I'm, I'm done. Nine to five. <laughs> I'm stressful nine to five. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, no, this is not what I'm supposed to do. I look at my box. I put box in my house and I've got all sorts of toys you know and I'm like no but this is what I'm supposed to be doing I enjoy creating games I'm a creative by birth I enjoy writing books you know and this all started in 2014 I think it was my first year at IMM doing exports and I met these young kids who were like randomly out of nowhere they're like we know where you live so where i live uh back home where i used to, where i grew up uh my mom's a teacher my uncle is a teacher so everybody is in that education space mm. and these kids came up to me they're like can you please help us with english so i went to an alteration school and made to two schools and these kids are like please help us with english i'm like yeah sure and they're like so when we get to your house because we know where you live who are you i'm like what do you guys want to call me? And they gave me the name Miss Robot. <laughs> and I started trending because my brother, my cousin brother was at that school. And he was like, Rato, I'm like, really? And it grew and the name grew. I started a chess club. I started a tennis club. I started writing books. I started creating games. I started a book on Amazon called The Tackle of the Gymnast. I've got a second book that I'm actually curating with kids. It's called The Phoenix Book. Um, there's just so much that I've done. There's so more to come. And you are doing so much. And working with young children is something that requires so much attention and so much hard work and something that also has its challenges. So what are the challenges yeah. that you faced along the way? The challenges I face are having to come in between the parent and the child. Because the parent will say, listen, I need your help with my child. And then the child says this, the parent says this. Number one, I'm not a, an occupational therapist. I'm not a psychologist. So I come with the low theory I come with. But I'm grateful to have a team. I have a lady who helps me, Miss Yone Matope. She's a social worker. So she comes on board and she helps me. So there's certain things that require professional, which I'm not in a space to help. But where I can, I do help. Uh, other challenges are teenagers. Teenagers are really a problem, you know. I remember the one time I got a call from a child and she was like, Mr. Robert, I just broke my virginity. I was like, oh my God, how do you wow. do that? I'm lying in bed, you know, because I've made them so comfortable to speak to me about everything, you know, and I'm grateful to say my products become good people. And after she broke her virginity, the first question was, did you use a condom? It's like, no, he said he didn't come inside of me. I'm like, but you've never actually had sex, so you do not know what you're talking about. So that's when the sex talk becomes very important, even with adults, even with parents, because I still deal with parents, and the parents are like, no, I'm not about to speak to about sex with my kids. Mm. You know? And it's part of life, you know? And then there's the more younger kids who 
just want to, who are not understood in the community. I mean, most importantly, I enjoy working with kids living with disabilities. Those really, really touch my heart. I have a child that I'm close to very much. He's an adult now. His name is Peniel. And Peniel's got cerebral palsy, you know. And he's not articulate, so I get to talk to Peniel every day. I gave Peniel my guitar so that he could learn an instrument. He doesn't have motor skills. So I started teaching Peniel how to write his name, you know, over and over again in a two-choir book. I love kids with, uh, with autism because I'm able to find something else, you know. Not everyone is academically inclined. So I find myself giving these kids a platform where they can just express themselves freely with their creativity or whatever they want to learn, you know. Some like electricity, but yet they can't read. And you're like, okay, but how did you do this? Mm, mm. You know, it's, it's kids, are, kids are very special, super special. And I want to speak about the work you do with children living with disabilities because it's so important to create spaces for abled children and children living with disabilities. And what are some of the, like, would you say, the most important things you have to take into consideration as you, you know, create this community and a safe space for young children, especially those living with disabilities? First and foremost, you must be super patient, you know. Secondly, you must be stern. And thirdly, be ready to unify the able and the disabled. And my my point has always been to take the able child to help the disabled child. Typically, um, let's take a child who went to um, uh, what's the school? A remedial school. They've got ADD. They've got this, and some are not. Some can't do public speaking. And you come with a child who. It's not from a remedial school, not from an alteration school, but has the confidence. And you put them together, they're able to learn from each other. I never put kids of the same feather together. I always put opposites together. You know, when I'm working, I, I teach them teamwork. You need to push your friend to the bathroom in a wheelchair and help him or help her. Mm-hmm. Because kids look into look at other kids and they're like, why does son look like this? And this child's a Down syndrome. You need to start hearing them that, no, we're not all the same. You know? So what helps me is putting them together in one space and making them unified. Because we are the same. We're one. We're one. We just happen to be different. You know? you, you're, you've got five fingers. I don't have five fingers. I've got one finger. You know? Those are things that have really helped me with the, in the disability space. You know, I've not gotten much support from the government. Everything's been out of my pocket. Everything's in me. When I knock at doors and they don't open, I damn kick the door. Sorry for the language. <laughs> yeah. And something that you mentioned earlier, which was so beautiful, is how kids can call you anytime because of this organization you have started and you've created a safe space for them. And there's been a lot of conversations on social media in the last couple of days about creating safe spaces for young children and uh, teenagers because, you know, malls don't want to see too many kids and then adults will go to children's play spaces and not want kids playing on the same machine that they're playing on. So My point, my point. What would you say is the importance for us young people in South Africa to make sure that we're creating safe spaces for young people and especially teenagers? You need to, you are once a teenager, number one. So you can't think that this person is going to grow up and become an adult. You know, I was a rebel growing up and that's what made me 
actually come into the space and start being with the kids because nobody understood me, but I was a rebel who balanced education, who balanced my social life. I didn't have a kid at a young age. I still don't have a kid. I worked my way up. I've got my own place and all of that. So the little things that you do are the little things that should inspire them, you know. And this, for me, all started in a community, in a township. I'm from Togoza, you know, where hostel... I play with kids from the hostel. I go to the ground, get dirty with them. And they'll come to me, um, kids with no food. You know, my grand... I love my grandmother for the woman she is and the woman she made me become. My grandmother would literally say, your kids are here and they're hungry. And we'll make a sandwich for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have kids that come every after school just to say... I didn't eat, or before they go to school, I didn't eat, or I don't have a toothbrush, or this. I mean, I started doing sanitary pads way back in 2010, you know, collection of sanitary pads. I still have friends that come together and say, yo, Lerato, I know you've got this project. I have this amount of clothes and I can help you. Um, what do you want? I'm like, hey, Seth, I need one, two, three, four, three. And people are, people are open to help, you know. Let's remove the strict facade we need to become friends with our kids with our sisters so that they don't repeat the same mistakes Mm. yeah and And it's inevitable but we need to we need to work together and work together we do and you are showing us that it is so possible to do so and my last question for you today is as a young person who has started something so incredible in a community that would not often have the opportunities that you're providing for youth what advice would you give for other young people who are listening to you right now and going oh my goodness miss robot my community needs this and i also want to start something like you have done with roboticals my advice is start at home try to begin at home and if you've got access and to, to Sex and World or in Sex and World, take what Sex and World has and bring it to your community. You know, um, my ma- my grandmother always said, You know, so whatever you do, make sure that it does, doesn't diminish your name because a good name is better than expensive perfume. Protect your name at all times. Mm. You know, you are a brand. And Robotical is just doing it. Thought. It's only the beginning of an introduction with my book. I have a curriculum that I'm still trying to get the department to approve. You know, that will be used in ECD. I have doctors that are coming. I'm working on my animation. I think my animation will, will help everybody understand who Robotical is, how I came about, how I actually got to interact with kids in different countries. You know, I've got kids in Nigeria, I've got kids in Uganda, I've got kids in Djibouti who I communicate with, who We've written amazing stories together, so I can't wait for my animation to be done. I'd love more funding because animation is flipping expensive. I'd love people to actually take themselves seriously and be open to receptive to helping other people. You can't do it on your own. Help one another and share information. You know, Be resourceful to the young kids because they need us. These are tough times where social media is killing these kids. They want to be like, Kendall Jenner, or whoever. Mm. Lerato Mudise, Miss Robot. Robot! You are doing the most amazing work for young people in South Africa. I am inspired. I know the country is, and we cannot wait to see what you have next in store. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Five Drive. Hey, Five Drive. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
really means a lot to me. Catch up from some of the best moments from the Five Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.